What's up, guys? Evolutionary.org podcast coming your way. We have three awesome topics um, coming your way. Steve Smee here. I got Rick again. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? So, guys, listen, we're going to talk about stuff on this podcast that you're not going to find anywhere else. So, really appreciate you guys listening. The first topic, let's get right into it. And this is one that you know, we don't talk enough about this shit, you know, and, but we should it because this is really, really crucial. We're always talking about what you do on cycle. You run a cycle of steroids, you bust your ass, you get, you get tremendous results. Then you come off and you lose everything. So what are people doing wrong? So really I want to get on and get in this with Rick. Um, we both have 40, 50 years of experience with this stuff. So Let's talk about mistakes we're making after cycle, in between cycles that we can fix that will give us even better results and give us better progress. Can you imagine if you fixed this, how much better progress you'd make year over year, five years over five years, 10 years over 10 years, you get so much better results. So the first thing I just want to say, blood work, guys, blood work. Why aren't you guys getting blood work? I see this all the time. I would say... 10 or 20% of guys actually get blood work done. And that's a mistake because it's so easy to get blood work done. You go on evolution.org. In my signature, I have a link where you can get blood work done for like 60 bucks. I have a code in there, 60 bucks to get blood work done. And you can even post it and I'll analyze that shit for free for you. So why aren't you getting blood work? You got to see not only where you are before cycle, but even as, as important after cycle, where is your blood work? Where's your total testosterone? Where's your LH? Where's your FSH? Where's your estrogen? How's your cholesterol levels? How's your glucose levels? I mean, this is all crucial stuff that will make or break gains. So first thing, guys, blood work. Very, very important. Four to five weeks after PCT, and you can also get blood work done during your bridge phase to see how your HPTA is recovering. Uh, strong HPTA is going to allow you to keep more gains and it's going to allow you to make gains after cycle as well. So Rick, what is your tips in between cycles? Well, um, you got to continue to try to make progress, Natty. It's not, you still got to try to figure it out. You still got to train hard. You got to switch up your training, work with your diet. Um, you know, you, you still got to be trying to figure your body out and figure what training methods work best for you and, Maybe you have a way that you have to train differently when you're off the source than when you're on, but you still try to figure it out. You're not giving up on continuing to make gains. You know, you have to continue to try. You have to continue to go hard. And, you know, that's it. Just don't, don't be like these guys that only train hard and only put in when they're on the sauce. And then when they're off, they're not, they're not about it. You have to be about it all the time. Keep trying to figure it out. Keep working on it no matter what. Yeah, it goes hand in hand. You got to, guys, you got to keep a good diet off cycle too. Like we get into this habit of listening what these professional bodybuilders are doing. You hear about the off season, then you hear contest prep, then you hear in season. Guys, we're all gym rats, okay? 99.9% .9 of us out there, we're gym rats. We're not professional bodybuilders that are competing. We don't have to worry about the off season. We don't have to worry about bulking in the off season and cutting ahead of contest prep and peaking on a certain day. Okay. That's not what this is all about. This is about looking good year round, feeling good year round. So this idea that you have to, you know, um, bulk, you know, off cycle and kind of put on all this fat, you know, and, and, and eat shit. 
because some guru on social media told you to do that. That's bullshit. You should be eating good year round. You should be working out consistently and smartly year round. If you need to take a break from working out, go for it. Okay. If you need to take a break from food and do some fasting, maybe a three, five, 10 day fast, go for it. But in between that guys, you have to be consistent on your workouts and training. And it's, it's all about, it's all about making those consistent results, you know, off cycle. If you find yourself looking your best on cycle, then you come off and you look like shit and you're unhappy with the way you're looking. You may have to re look at what got you to this point. Were you making gains before steroids or did you just hop on steroids after two months of working out? Okay. A lot of people make that mistake. Then they can't stop using steroids because they lose everything. They lose their strength. They lose their gain. So you got to reevaluate the things you're doing too. Also certain steroids, it's much easier to keep your gains on certain steroids than others. Trend, as much as it's a great steroid when you use it, you will lose a lot of strength and you lose a lot of your gains when you come off. It's like a boomerang steroid. I like to call it a boomerang steroid. Anadrol is another one. Boomerang steroid. Big results when you're on, when you come off, shit. EQ Primo, DECA, great on, and you can keep more a lot of your gains. But you don't make as much gains when you're on them. So also look at the steroids you're running too. You know, Don't just run trend every cycle. Don't just run Anadrol every cycle. You got to run some of these more mild steroids too so you can put in a little more consistent gains if that makes sense. Anything else to add, Rick? Also, you got to have um, supplements that you take most of the time even that don't affect, you know, your body either through toxicity or um, through, you know, messing with your endocrine system. Creatine, proteins, BCAs, you know, just um, stay to your stuff. Make sure you, you're taking the, the proper things. Make sure you get enough protein and, you know, have a, a good natural supplement schedule that helps you, you know, helps you get along, helps you make uh, progress. And that's not going to affect you negatively. Something you could do long-term, make it part of your lifestyle. The main thing is just continue to try to make progress, continue to try to figure it out even when you're off this stuff. You know, at the end of the day, that's really what's going to get you to where you want to be is learning about your body, learning how your body works, what it needs, what it responds to. And, uh, you know, journaling, journal as much as you can, um, about everything. I like to use Fidosia, Tribulus, Tonka Ali. I like to use those herbs in between cycles. I'm not as big on using the proteins and the, and the amino acids at all, but I like those herbs a lot. And that's why I use N2 Generate between cycles. A lot of people ask me, what do you use in between cycles? I like to use N2 Generate because it's non-hormonal and it's got a lot of good natural testosterone boosting ingredients, a lot of ingredients that help with cholesterol, help with head, with health, all that good stuff. So that's what I use um, myself. Yeah, multivitamin, make sure, make sure you take your multivitamins, um, milk thistle, you know, it's just old, old stuff that's nice to add on. Even if you only do, you know, just a month and then you come off for a month or two and then you do another month, but at least you, you do it. You have some months out of the year where you're taking some, some stuff to benefit you and you know, do it that way, it'll work. So our second topic, um, it kind of – flows into a um, really good flow topic on this. This guy wants to know he's on a bulking steroid cycle, test and DECA, classic bulking cycle. And he wants to know, do I still need to do cardio? 
And he wants to know, won't cardio kill my gains? So this is actually a really good question. And a lot of guys um, in the gym, we, we noticed a trend lately, Rick. I don't know if you noticed this too with permabulking. Uh, we, we noticed that guys are so scared to lose their gains that they end up having guts and they end up having these bellies. They wear those tight shirts at the gym and their bellies are like hanging over or they wear a belt and their bellies hanging over. It's like, guys, what the fuck are you doing? You're so worried about losing muscle that you refuse to do cardio. You refuse to eat healthy. You refuse to eat in a calorie deficit, you know, cycle your calories up and down, which I personally do every day. I suck on my calories. Some, some days I eat nothing. I fast all day. Some days I might eat 5,000 calories. It's just cycling up and down. That's the way I roll with that. But, um, you know, what's your thoughts on this, right? Because that is a major trend I feel like is going on. Guys are so scared about losing gains that they just get fat, you know? Cardio is king. You need cardio no matter what. I don't care if you want to be – you know, the biggest guy around, you got to have good cardio. Um, even if you want to be, you know, the next Mr. Olympia, if you have a lot of body mass, you want to pose, you want to look somewhat athletic when you're on stage and not, not kill over, you need cardio. It's just something that every human being out there listening to this right now should strive for. You should have good cardio. If you were to make a list of all of your attributes, good cardio should be one of them. You know, you need to have good cardio. You need it just because it's good health. You need it just because one day you might need it. One day you might need to run away from or towards something. You need to swim. You might one day just not getting tired at that key moment might be what saves your life, you know, from, from in any situation, a lot of different situations. Good cardio, good grip. You know, these are things that you should just have and things that you should just strive for, even if you want to be a big bodybuilder and, and gain a ton of mass. So, Cardio, cardio's cardio's king. Cardio is number one, and you need it. You got to strive to have good good cardio. What what is cardio? What is the purpose of cardio, guys? And, and the answer is simple. Guy, guys, don't understand this. You strengthen your heart through cardio. Yes, it's true. Okay. Yes, it's true. I've been studying this stuff since I was a teenager. It is true. Weight training does strengthen your heart, but not enough. Okay, to offset the amount of food that we're eating and the lifestyle, you know, and all this stuff. The size that we get puts a lot of pressure on the heart. And we've seen that with bodybuilders who have autopsies done. So that's not something to argue with. So this is very simple, guys. This is, this is what you do, okay, to test how strong your heart is. Yes, you can get your blood pressure checked, okay, but that number fluctuates throughout the day. You may not get an accurate number. The most accurate number you can get, okay, total cholesterol levels, which don't lie, okay, you get blood work done, get your total testosterone levels I'm sorry, total cholesterol levels checked. Anything over 200, guys, is a red flag, okay? That's a red flag that your, your heart's fucked up. You need to get that number down. Second thing is resting heart rate. As athletes, there's no excuse for your resting heart rate to, heart rate to be above 70 or 75 at the most. My, heart, my resting heart rate is 50 to 55, and I'm almost 40 years old. So if you're in your 20s and 30s and your resting heart rate is like 80 or 75 even, that's unacceptable for an athlete. Um, you know, we're not normal couch potato Americans here, okay? We, where you can say, yeah, if it's 60 to 100, it's okay. No, no, no. As an athlete, it needs to be down. So you get big, you put on all this mass, you put on all this muscle, and your heart goes to shit. What's going to end up happening? You're shortening your lifespan, but you're also hindering your gains. 
over the long term, I promise you, if you have a strong heart, you will get better gains, you will grow more muscle, and you will cut more fat when you have a stronger heart. And just to address the gains issue, um, just offset it with your diet. You know, make sure you're taking those extra calories to offset the cardio that you're doing. Make sure you can, you're out consuming uh, simple uh, sugars on, on the way to, to doing your cardio. Uh, you know, if, that's what, if you're bulking, right, just offset it with diet. But don't, do not skip on the cardio to try and gain mass. That's just not, it's not the way to go about it. Just eat more. And, you know, you'll be fine. But get your cardio in all the time. Two, two quick ideas for cardio, guys, that you guys can do, like literally twice a week, okay? Interval training, high-intensity interval training. Don't overtrain on that, okay? You're just going to hurt yourself. Twice a week, high-intensity interval training, hill running three times a week. Also, Bikram hot yoga. I do that twice a week. Oh, my God. That will, that will absolutely tremendous for your heart health if you, if you do that. So, you know, a class is like 20 bucks, 15 bucks. No excuse why you shouldn't be doing some cardio. Third topic, guys, Trenkoff. And Rick, um, you've studied Trenkoff a lot. I'm curious to hear your opinion on this. I have some tips too, but I'm curious to, to hear your tips because you've studied this um, quite a bit over the past few years. Trent has gotten the, the bad rap for uh, causing the cough because if you've ever maybe taken a little bit of Trent and put it in the tip of your tongue, it's actually hot, like hot sauce. <clears throat> It'll irritate tissues. So um, when you inject... Little, just small droplets of trend can get into your bloodstream. And uh, once they make it to your lungs, they, they irritate everything and give you just the craziest cough. Um, ways to avoid it, maybe don't use trend. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, diluting it has worked. If you dilute it with something like EQ or test, it, it, it helps. Also, um, if you ice down the area, you ice, ice down the injection area, the the blood vessels will get smaller pretty quickly and maybe you have a, a better chance of missing them with the needle. Cause that's the problem is maybe when you rupture blood vessels, um, uh, you know, on the way in or out and then little droplets of that trend can get in there. And it doesn't take much, you know, it doesn't take much for you to feel like you're, like you're going to die. I've known uh, people that have gotten up to the point of calling the ambulance to, you know, later call back and say it's a false alarm because they thought something really bad happened the first time they got Trent cough. The only things I've noticed that really help is one, don't use it. I just don't think Trent is a good steroid for anybody to use, period. But if you do, ice down the area, that helps. Um, dilute it with other oils, and uh, that tends to help. I've gotten Trent cough a few times, um, and it is not fun. I mean, you, you know, when you're injecting, you can kind of feel it coming on. So if you feel it coming on, pull out right away. Don't keep injecting because you're like, well, I already have the needle in. Might as well just inject it. No, no, no. Just inject slowly. If you feel it coming on, it means, like Rick said, it's going into the, the bloodstream and it's going to make it sway to the lung. So just pull out right away, guys, and that will save you a lot of headache. But when I've had it, basically, I'm killed over. I'm coughing. I've got snot coming out of my nose. I've got snot coming out of my mouth. What's always consistent is when I pull the needle out, there's blood. So obviously, it, it has something to do with the bloodstream for sure. Diluting it, um, what I found is if you dilute it like 75, 25, or 60, 40 with, 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 with something, you know, something like EQ, maybe testosterone or something, that tends to cut down on the cough too. 
but also using a slim pin. If you inject a small amount at a time with a slim pin where it's not going deep enough to hit a blood vessel, that also seems to prevent it. So that can be an option for you. But if you're using a lot of trend, you're not going to be able to use a slim pin. So it's one of those tricky things too. Also, you may notice certain parts of your body, like the quads are very easy to hit blood. And those, that's the spot where I've always gotten the, the trend cough is in my quad. So experiment with injecting in spots where you're not going to hit the blood vessels. And that may take experience to, to learn that. Um, I think, you know, with me, the chest, the delts, um, those have been the areas where I haven't hit blood vessels. So those are areas where I've never gotten the trend cough. The glutes are also a common place where guys get trend cough too, because the glutes are, you can easily hit a vein and you're, you're kind of bent over, you're looking in a mirror and it's kind of hard to aim it. So it's something to watch for. Um, I don't and, know. And, 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 and guys, by the way, just, just one thing to add, you know, don't think that when you inject the, the head of the needle has to be perfectly placed on the, on the blood vessel. Hey, sometimes it happens. Like what Steve says, you'll feel it right away. You'll feel it coming on as soon as you push the plunger. in. Sometimes you'll just spear right through the vein on the way to the depot and the tip of the needle might be just in muscle and you might inject there. And as you withdraw, uh, a little bit of that pressure depot will shoot some of that train out with blood sometimes. And then it'll get into the, the blood vessel that you speared on the way in. So it's, it's not like it has to be perfectly in there. Just a couple of drops will get in when you're, when you're pulling the needle out. A lot of us has, have seen blood shoot out a little bit when you, when you pull out. Even though when you withdrew, uh, you pull on your plunger, you didn't get any blood droplets. But on the way out, you do get them. It tends to happen because you speared a blood vessel on the way in. So um, that could also, even in that situation, you'll get it too. I've never heard of a situation where someone got seriously hurt from the trend cough. I don't know if, if you have, Rick, but really what ends up happening is you're keeled over, you're just coughing, coughing, coughing for like, it seems like forever, but I think it's maybe your 20, 30. It, it feels like something's really wrong. Like it really feels like yeah. something's messed up when, when you're going through it. If, if someone didn't do their research and knew about it, they'd be like, Oh my God, I got to go to the hospital. But when it happened to me, you know, I knew what trend cough was from reading about it online and stuff on forums. So I knew I was like, wow, that's trend cough. So it wasn't a surprise to me, but I don't know of any situation where someone, it was something that seriously hurt someone, but I can imagine though, if it comes on and you're coughing and stuff, you've got a needle laying around somewhere and you possibly do something with a needle. I'm, I could pretty be certain that you could hurt yourself. So you really got to be careful with it guys and just inject slowly. And if it comes on, like we said, just abandon the, the injection, you know, call, you know, just stop. Don't, don't just do it and be stubborn. So anything else, Eric, you want to add? With, with trend? It, it's happened yeah. several times. The first what time. About other, was... other steroids? I felt a little something with a test because I use that more than anything. I felt a little something and I've even gotten a little bit of cough, but it was nothing like, like with trend because trend, uh, I mean, you feel it, you feel it, you know, irritating the lungs. And when it's coming on, you really feel like something's really wrong. And then when it goes away and you don't feel anything anymore, you're like, what the hell just happened? But it's definitely um, not like trend. Trend, you really feel like something's fucked up, like you fucked something up. 
and, and you need to go to a hospital and, and something bad's going to happen. And then it just goes away. Like wasabi. <laughs> it just goes away. It goes away, um, but you just lost a lot of snot out of your nose from, from coughing. It's happening. Maybe hurt your throat a little bit too in, on the way. But yeah, it just goes away. Another thing too, a trend I noticed, sometimes you get a metallic taste in your mouth. Have you had that happen? Um, it changes the, the smell of my pee, changes the smell of, of my sweat. It's just, I mean, it's strong. You know, it changes yeah. everything. Changes the smell of your semen, changes the smell of everything. Well, we'll take your word on the semen part. We'll take your word on that. I'm not going <laughs> well, to... When I, when I used to, um, my girl complained about it when I used to, um, yeah. when I used to use it. She, she used to complain about it. She that has a lot to do with the metabolites coming out. Um, I can remember I used Primo one time and my pee smelled weird. I couldn't figure out what the fuck was going on. And I stopped using the Primo and it went away. I was like, shit, there's some, there was something in that. It was underground lab Primo. There was something in there, something with the oil or the metabolites that the, the source used that kind of made my uh, pee smell weird. So it has, you know, it's when you pee, what, what's happening? You're, you're releasing the, the crap out of your body. So obviously when you inject steroids, the crap from the steroids that's not being used is being expelled out of the body. So you're going to get a smell. It just depends what the source used. So it, it's, it's weird. Yeah, it's definitely weird. You know what's good to clear smells out of your body? Um, uh, liquid uh, chlorophyll. Liquid yes. chlorophyll is the truth for keeping your body non-smelly. It's the best. Yep, yep. yep. And that's uh, you can buy that from any Hill Food store, guys. Yeah, every, every day. And, and, you know, after your third, fourth day on it, you, you can really tell a difference. And it lasts for a while, even if you discontinue taking it for a week. It takes a while for your for the odor to come come back, but it really works. I mean, your, your whole body is just fresh. It's... Yeah, I used to use that when I was a competitive runner, actually, um, and it really did help kind of detox my body and stuff. So, yeah, that's a, that's a good tip right there. So, listen, guys, we appreciate you guys listening. If you guys want to call in, hit me up on the forum, Steve SMI. We'll get you on. We haven't done call-ins in a little bit, so we're we're definitely due for one. And keep the questions coming, guys. I really appreciate all these questions. Uh, there's no such thing as a dumb question. And a lot of these questions are really, really good questions. A lot of people want to know about this stuff. And uh, we've been getting some great feedback, by the way, Rick, on, on this podcast. I get a lot of people saying uh, they, they're uh, learning a lot. So we'll keep it. I've gotten some follow-up uh, questions on uh, private message, which I really appreciate. So I, I like people um – have some questions and they private message me uh, about it. I'm happy to answer anything. So just keep, keep them coming. Keep hitting me up. All right, guys. So take care, Rick. We'll talk to you guys next week. Hey, take care, Steve. Take care guys. Right. Have a good one.